welcome to the Natural Health Podcast, where we bring awareness of sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Health Podcast is perfect for the high-performing business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Friday, which means it's time for friends sharing facts about health, business, and overall success. In today's episode, we talk to naturopathic doctor Kate Strong. Kate Strong is a naturopathic doctor and a founder and creator of the Fertility Reset Program. Her program helps women to remove mind-body blocks, reset, and strengthen their fertility so they're able to get pregnant naturally and easily even when medications or fertility procedures have failed. She lives in Connecticut, the USA, and her, with her awesome husband, Colin, and her sweet daughter, Lily. Some interesting facts and hobbies that Kate has is she absolutely loves spending time with her husband, Colin, and her daughter, who is currently 17 months old. And they're always trying to make her laugh. She's also an avid reader, audiobook, podcast listener, especially loves learning about mindset and spirituality. And she also loves building furniture. She made her their farmhouse bed from scratch. Welcome to the Natural <laughs> Health Podcast, Kate. Thank you so much for having me on. It's um, an honor and I'm so grateful and I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So you, you built a whole bed from scratch. <laughs> yeah. What instigated that? <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. Um, my poor husband had to, <laughs> I convinced him that I wanted to do this. You know what, how I got there is that I saw a picture on Pinterest and I was like, if people are doing this, I can do it. <laughs> and just slowly, but surely I built it, but it was a little ridiculous because we slept like on the floor for like six months until it was built, uh, maybe even longer. Um, so yeah, it's, um, I, you know what, growing up, my dad would, would do a lot of woodworking. So I think I kind of got it from him. Um, but I'm very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And uh, kudos yeah. to your husband Any for fact. sticking through for the six yeah. months. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting when we see things online like Pinterest or Instagram, we're like, oh, we yeah. can do that. It's kind of like, right. mm, can we? <laughs> I'll have to send you a picture. Yeah, it's send it over. a creation. Yeah. Absolutely mm -hmm. great. Wonderful. So look, in a bio, we said that you're a naturopathic doctor, mm -hmm. you know, and you're, you have this fertility reset program. I guess there's mm -hmm. a bit of passion in regards to fertility and, yeah. and women's health and so forth. But I wanted the audience to get to know you a little bit more as in like, what have been the key turning points to get you where you are now, you know, being a naturopathic doctor and leading these programs? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So Another funny story about becoming a naturopathic doctor, um, you know, in the States, I would say it, alternative medicine is really kind of catching on more now, like in the last five or so years, maybe a bit longer. Um, but I hadn't grown up, the, you know, in the natural world at all. I just grew up like total conventional, regular medicine. And we live right by Yale, um, but, you know, one of the best hospitals in the States. And, and so I actually was like super skeptical of naturopathic doctors when my mom started to go and see one. I thought that they were like it, like like a hoax, like these hippies who were just gonna, you know, give me incense or something. So I was super <laughs> skeptical. And um, but then I went to an appointment with my mom, and I was just blown away. Like 
wow, this doctor has told me more about my body and how things work and why things are happening like than I've ever heard from any other doctor. And like it, I was just hooked. And so um, he actually let me come and shadow him and um, like really encouraged me to go to school. And so um, I went, I went back to school and went on to get my doctorate. And I think what really motivates me still um, and what really motivated me to, to become a naturopath is, you know, this question of why, like, why does disease happen? Why does it happen to some people and not others given similar circumstances? Like what is like the real root cause? Um, and it's been quite a journey trying to answer that question for sure. Um, and so, yeah. And so then after graduating school, I um, worked in a, a busy kind of uh, integrative clinic, I would say. And I just really developed this passion for helping couples to get pregnant um, because I just, I, and I still feel this, still feel so strongly this way that there's so many people out there suffering. It's like one in eight couples. And I just, it just doesn't need to be that way. There are answers. There are solutions. Like it's, it's like, it doesn't need to be that way. And um, a lot of times when you, you know, I would say in all circumstances, really, when you fix what's really going on, you know, in the underlying root cause way, then it becomes easy to become pregnant, which is so different than what most couples who are struggling um, with infertility here. So yeah, and and um, so now that's that's all I do is is help women with um, especially unexplained infertility to to get pregnant naturally. Yeah. I love that, that, you know, you kind of were a skeptic as in what are they going to give me? Sage and it's going to give me everything. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm like, oh, I love all all of that now. (laughs) (laughs) Now now you're the one that's giving sage to people. (laughs) No, I love that because it's, it's important that, you know, you said that because there are people out there, you know, and here in Australia, um, alternative or alternative medicine, you know, is seen as still in those eyes, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that you, you got to shadow someone so experienced and you got to yes, see and you yes. opened your mind. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, totally. And you stuck yeah, I'm with it. I'm very grateful for that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's absolutely brilliant. And then you decided, mm-hmm. you know, to move on and to be a naturopath and help individuals with fertility, which is a huge, huge, absolutely huge issue worldwide. You know, it's not just in the US, just in Australia. Right. It's literally everywhere. Um, yeah. And the rates are just extraordinary with the t- infertility rate. I mean, uh, here with my, you know, friend, family and friends around, there's a lot of couples that, you know, try for a year and they still can't get pregnant. And, and it's, it's, I love your passion about it. And that's, what's keeping you mm. driving every single day. Yeah. But I wanted to know a little bit more about what success looks like for you right now. I mean, back in the days, it would have been different. I'm not too sure what you did before you mm. were a naturopathic doctor, but I guess success would have looked a little bit different to what it does now. So what does mm-hmm. success look like for Kate today? <laughs> I mean, I would think for most people, but you know, being happy is, um, is I think what for me the definition of success and then what makes you know being able to spend a lot of quality time with my family um so it's like time freedom um being able to have a lot of impact with my program and help you know a lot of women and I'm trying to take it globally so it's that is a huge 
driver for me of um, success for sure. Um, and yeah, I think just like the freedom of being able to do things on a, like a day-to-day basis that bring me and my family joy and happiness. I think that's missing for a lot of, I was going to maybe talk to you about this um, at some point today, but yeah, I th- I just think that so often people aren't doing things that make them happy, you know, or they, or they allow themselves to be, like they have maybe some limited limiting beliefs, you know, for instance, like becoming a naturopathic doctor, like I, you know, I really encourage anyone that's, you know, that has passion or really, you know, wants to follow a career path to just do it because that if that's, what's going to make you happy, like things will work out and you'll figure it out. Like (laughs) just, I think figure out what will make you happy and then just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't really, I didn't have a much of a science background at all. Like I was not, I had to like, you know, go back to school, but I, if I could get through it, you know, you guys could get through it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, and you're yeah. right. Like once you make that decision to go for yeah. it, then things will fall into place. Um, and just because we're told to have that, you know, other job that we're not quite happy right. in, someone else might be quite happy in it, but we may not be. Maybe exactly. not. It's for us. And some people may not be happy being a naturopathic doctor, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just that what you're happy with, you know, mm-hmm. being a naturopath doesn't solve all the issues in your life, you know, but um, mm-hmm. it is definitely like what you're saying is do what you love and be happy in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. So look, let's, let's, let's talk about today's topic. I know you're eager to share your information. I know you're wanting to get it out there. (laughs) Let's talk about stress and infertility. Uh And if there is a link, uh, before I guess we get started, I guess it would be a good Mm -hmm. thing to start off with explaining what actually infertility is. What does it mean to be infertile? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the kind of textbook definition is when a couple is trying to conceive, you know, unprotected, of course, um, for a year, and they're unable to conceive for that length of time. Um, but I hope it's okay if I go off on a little tangent right now. Um, Please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I actually really hate the label infertility um, because, and that's that's what I think that people need to know is that when you're given a diagnosis, diagnoses are just labels that are the top, like an, an umbrella term for a, a list of symptoms that doctors use to communicate with each other. But so for instance, it's a couple could have sex unprotected twice a week for an entire year and not get pregnant, not because there's anything physically wrong, but be, just because the timing is off. So then that leads you to, so then imagine now that couple goes to a clinic or their doctor and and they're all stressed and worried that something's wrong. And then they're, you know, put on medications or, you know, go down the whole infertility path. But really it, it was perhaps just the timing was wrong. And so that's just one example of like of a more root cause thing that could be going on. But my point is, is that I, when a couple is given the label of infertility, I think that it has such a negative effect on their stress and their like, it, it has what is called like the nocebo effect is when the opposite of the placebo effect. So it's like, it, it, it's so defeating. And so 
Yeah. And then, but underlying that, it's like, well, why are you having trouble getting pregnant? And I find that there is always a reason. It's just, we have to do some digging. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of the label of, because I just, unfortunately, I feel like it can do more harm than good, but, um, but yeah, it's about a year of when a, when a couple can't conceive. Yeah. And it's so interesting, the basis of timing, that's something yeah. as simple as, you know, you not having intercourse when you're ovulating or around that ovulation time that you're right. not falling pregnant. And, you know, it's it's the lack of awareness and the lack of education that goes through it. And like you mm-hmm. said, with labels also comes that stressor. And it's not just with the label of infertility, it's with a label of a lot of other things in life. But the, it, that is definitely a stressor. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Because imagine, you know, you, like you said, there's a couple of trying for a month for for a year and then they get classified as infertile and then that's that that's a stressor that's a total another stressor it's oh, like okay so then you've got i'm infertile and i'm stressed and it's like <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely going to make things worse probably yeah like, yeah <laughs> so the, yeah, i guess the yeah. relationship between stress and infertility has been debated for years and years and years sure. it's kind of like um we can infertility cause stress does cause stress cause infertility which one came first the chicken or the egg i guess that is the real question so mm-hmm. how, how does stress actually affect fertility um uh, in that sense or infertility how does it affect it yeah absolutely um so our bodies are really intelligent and they're always working for us um, to survive, to thrive. And so if your body is super, super stressed for some reason, that sends your that sends the signal out to your cells, to, to you know, your your whole body that you're in the, the fight or flight response, which I'm sure you talk about a lot, right? But it's more, it's like a survival thing. It's like, okay, it's not safe. I'm so stressed. It's like I'm running from the bear. I'm running from the lion. It's not safe to procreate right now. So that could, in I think in extreme circumstances, if a woman is like super, super stressed, that that could be the case where her body just feels like it's, it's not safe. It's too stressful of a situation to have a baby. I mean, and then there's other ways that our bodies can be stressed, like physically, Um, you know, if there's maybe perhaps not enough nutrients in the diet or in like, you know, somehow I'm, you know, maybe you're running tons of marathons and like not eating enough nutrients, that would be a lot of physical stress in the body that would also be communicating that there's not maybe enough food around um, or like that, you know, not enough calories, that kind of thing. Um, But I think you know, I don't know how much like a, from like a root cause perspective, I think that most, all women who have infertility or are, you know, labeled with infertility are definitely stressed. And I'm not convinced that that's always the cause. Um, I think that it's usually um, like a mind body kind of energy block. And that's like what I really specialize with. Or it could be um, a deficiency, like I was just talking, you know, like a not enough mm. um, of certain nutrients in the diet um, or, you know, the timing, like I was talking about earlier too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we can just assume that anyone who's uh, 
dealing with infertility is definitely stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause their body is not ready to grow these beautiful little bubs in them. So it's kind of like their body is unable mm-hmm. to even mm-hmm. support them yet alone mm-hmm. something or someone mm-hmm. else. But you said mind body block. Are you able to expand a little bit more on mm-hmm. that? Sure. Yeah. This is, um, you know, I was talking to you a bit earlier about, you know, how I was so driven to become a naturopath because I was, I'm like so obsessed with like, well, why, why does disease happen? And, and to some people and, and to not, not to others. And, and so it's like, just led me on this whole journey. And what I've come to know and to learn is that, you know, and science backs this up is that we are really energy. Like, even though we seem like we're all like really physically here, of course, with quantum physics. Now we know that on a deep molecular crazy to understand level, we are energy. And so what I find is that sometimes things happen, you know, small traumas, big traumas, um, even, you know, of course, things like miscarriages, um, even just the trauma of being diagnosed with infertility. So these things all can affect us on a, I call it like mind body, but like an energetic way. And these blocks can block up our meridian system. And we're just so powerful. People don't realize how powerful we are and how powerful our subconscious is. And so basically like these blocks can, on a subconscious mind body energetic way can prevent us from getting pregnant. And so that's what I find is usually the case when it's um, on, I mean, even I would say explained infertility, but especially when it's unexplained infertility, usually um, there is that energetic block caused by um, some kind of event or something in the, in the past of, of the woman or the man. Yeah. 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 It's very fascinating. I love that. That's getting deep and I love this deep. I love it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's kind of like, especially like you said, the unexplained, the female, you know, has her menstrual cycle on time. She ovulates, Mm -hmm. the male Mm -hmm. sperm is fine. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like the timing is right. You know, all of those things, Mm -hmm. their health is on point. It's kind of like, why? And then, and that's where what you just said is is key, isn't it? It's the, it's the emotions, it's the trauma, it's the connection with it, the mind body connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's really going to be the medicine of the future. Um, I mean, it's it's just so fascinating when you really like get into it. But yeah, we're really super powerful, and you know, and that's the idea of meridians and and you know, an energy systems is what acupuncture is based on so this isn't something new it's you know thousands of years old really yeah Yeah. the chinese are very smart (laughs) yeah this isn't new stuff like you know us being like you said so powerful and us being so in tune like this Mm. is old stuff we're just kind of like relearning it now because for some Mm. reason we forgot it um Mm -hmm. so we're just relearning our our you know subconscious our our powerfulness you know it's kind of like hey wake up buddy you're you're so powerful mate (laughs) like yeah yeah and i'm so excited about it because it's like you know there's it's like answers and solutions to this huge problem like it's really actually exciting um so, yeah. 
Yeah, it is a hundred percent. So look, yeah. you've spoken about stresses. You didn't just talk about someone being stressed out about a deadline. You spoke about right. food stresses as in like they don't have enough minerals, vitamins in their body. You also spoke about physical stresses, emotional sure. stresses and things like that. Because most people go on their everyday life and they're like, I'm not stressed. Like you sit down with mm-hmm. someone, you know, beside you and you say, how are you feeling? Are you stressed? What's your stress mm-hmm. out of 10? And they're like, not stressed at all, you know? So right. They don't actually believe that they're stressed. So what are some actual signs and some symptoms that the mm-hmm. body does or gives us um, a little mm-hmm. bit of a whisper to us um, mm-hmm. saying that we may be stressed? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, of course, if you have trouble sleeping, that's probably, it could be related to stress. Um, anxiety, of course, you know, feeling uneasy. If when you're sitting and then you get up quickly, you feel dizzy or really kind of dizziness in any sense, that is definitely like an adrenal fatigue stress response. Um, and even in just kind of being on edge, I would say is probably is a good indicator of you're probably a bit burnt out. Um, your adrenals are probably taxed. You need to have some rest and relaxation. Um, let's see what else. Yeah. And just, and being super tired, I would say like, if you feel like you crash a lot, um, and you're really dependent on caffeine. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, it's someone's everyday life. Everything that you said, the mm-hmm. listeners might be like, well, that's just my normal now. Mm-hmm. And I guess and that's where the issue arises is that our mm-hmm. high stress and our, you know, fatigue and our, you know, all those things, we it's become the norm for us. And therefore, you know, mm-hmm. when something huge happens, that's when we think we're stressed. Not, and then we'll go back to our baseline yeah. stress, which is usually, which is not normal baseline stress, which is extreme. <laughs> and, right. and and we're in that every day, and that's where the issues arise. Right, right, yeah. And I think sometimes we're just, people can just be on autopilot and they don't realize that that's what's happening. But, yes, that makes yeah. total sense what you just said. So if a woman is going through that at the moment, right, and they're, they're highly stressed or they believe they're not stressed but their body uh-huh. is saying, you know, you are pretty stressed, yeah. how can that actually impact fertility like what actually happens what happens in our body and how does it actually impact or does it even does it even impact it you know yeah totally because so that would well I'm I'm sure your readers are somewhat familiar with adrenal glands or listeners I should say not readers sorry um but yeah that would be impacting your adrenal glands a lot and so when your adrenal glands which are responsible for pumping out cortisol, adrenaline, you know, your stress hormones. What happens is if they're doing that a lot over time, um, then they start to burn out. And then because your endocrine system is um, so connected and harmonious, typically, and, and dependent upon each other, again, like it's just really incredible how, how amazing our bodies work. Um, you know, then when the adrenals start to tank, then the thyroid will take over. But it's like a triangle. So adrenals, thyroid, ovaries. Um, And then, you know, and then also your brain too, like the hormones coming from your brain. So everything is super connected. And so then your thyroid will take over and then that can lead to hypothyroid um, or hyperthyroid, um, but then going into low thyroid hormone, and then you're going to really feel like crap. And then you're not going to be able to get pregnant likely because you really need your thyroid hormones to get pregnant. 
And then again, that's affecting um, those two glands on a hormonal level are affecting your ovaries and, and the, the hormones being secreted there. Um, so it's all super connected. And actually going back to your previous question, another, I think good, not good, but another sign of stress would be if your cycle is being affected, that, that could totally happen too, where, you know, you might notice that your cycle is late um, or longer or shorter than normal, um, but that stress could totally do that. So yeah, yeah, um, it definitely um, can really mess up your whole endocrine system for sure. Does that happen? Like, like I'm stressed today. It happens tomorrow. Does it take a week? Does it take months? Does it take years? Good question. I think it will depend on how the level of stress and how long it goes on. Right. Yeah. Because we all, I mean, we need stress to some degree, like it keeps us safe and keeps us from running into traffic, you you know, (laughs) like it's a protective protective mechanism. We need it to some degree. It's just that um, we've lost the concept of the, the right almost as humans to not be so stressed all the time. We think that we have to be stressed and, and that like we have to work so hard and we have to do all of these things that we don't want to do because of these beliefs and, you know, thoughts that we have. And it, and then that leads to just so much stress, but yeah, really that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, you know, women, especially here in Australia, are having a family, having kids later. So in uh-huh. their late twenties, early thirties, even late thirties, right? So what what sure. what I see happening is, you know, we go through this career stage, which is pretty stressful. We climb the ladder, yeah. we yeah, go yeah. up to team leader, we go up to be manager, maybe even running our own business and we're running mm-hmm. our own business and and all this catches up to us. And then we go, okay, we're ready to have a family. Yeah. We may be ready, but is our body ready? Right, right. Yeah, that will, I think, probably depend on the person and um, maybe how well they can delegate <laughs> Um, yeah Yeah. and you know what what their nutrition is like and their Mm. their um relaxation techniques you know there's a a, all the things like what they're doing to take care of themselves really yeah yeah yeah. so how can a woman who's looking to get pregnant about a year or two so so for these women that are aged you know in their late 20s or early 30s and they're like i don't want to get pregnant now i'm not interested in it but i'm planning maybe in a year or two or three what can they do now to ensure they can improve their fertility yeah that's a great question to ask and i you definitely kudos to anyone thinking that way because what we do well, it takes about three months for, let me start again. In three months, you can really impact the quality and the health of your, the egg that's released during that period of ovulation. So if, I mean, three months in the least, but if you're able to extend that out to six to a year where you're really focusing on your health, that will just be so huge. Um, people I think don't realize that it's like, it's not like, Oh, you're just born with all of your eggs. And then that's it. It's, we actually now know like that we can totally influence the quality of the egg and, um, and your reproductive system and like the lining of your uterus, all these things, um, in as little as three months. So 
to answer your question, um, I think that eating a really nutritious, first, of course, eating a really nutritious diet, um, you know, taking care, care of yourself with movement, getting outside, getting sunlight. It's, I mean, I know these things sound simple, but it really, isn't it amazing that it's the simple things that are really all we need? Like it doesn't have to be super complicated. Um, and working to, I think, do things and choose things, making a conscious decision every day to, to choose to do things that make you happy. Because I think that that is what will lower stress the most um, and to make time for that and, and just realizing that everything will be okay and everything is going to work out and it's okay to, you know, go to that dance class or, you know, go on that walk or, or whatever, like the, you know, the work can wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I, I guess, you know, people who are running their own business, they have the mindset of, I need to be here doing this. I don't have time for that dancing class. Right. I don't have time for that walk. Um, it's all, you know, up in the air stuff I want, you know, logical mm-hmm. stuff. I want to, I want to honestly results in my business. So, yeah. So I guess if, if, if anyone is given this opportunity to have six to a year, 12 months, you know, mm-hmm. to prepare, like how amazing is that? And you saying yeah. it takes, you know, three months or so you can impact the egg, but then also mm-hmm. in a negative sense, you can also see if all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know, you're partying, you're stressed, you're eating that, you know, you're drinking oh, alcohol, yeah. you're smoking that, totally. egg, even though you may have stopped as soon as you, found that you're pregnant that that egg was affected in a sense of three months Mm -hmm. prior to what you did Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like minimum three months you need to prepare Mm -hmm. for pregnancy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes and 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 frankly the same for men you know there's so much emphasis on the women so much pressure (laughs) but the same is with sperm it takes about that same 90 days where um you can really impact the sperm too and and actually when miscarriages happen um half of the time it's because of the sperm and, you know, the, these poor women are just, um, I mean, I'm not blaming the men either. <laughs> like sometimes, you know, of course this just happens sometimes, but um, my point is, is that, you know, it's, it is really truly 50, 50 um, yeah. with creating a baby. Yeah. It is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I mean, you know, such things as miscarriages, I know it's mm-hmm. a lot of people don't talk about these topics and they're yeah. very emotional and a lot of yes. people, hurt, you know, but, but they are common. It happens so often. Mm-hmm. I forget mm-hmm. the statistics. I don't know if it's in like one in four or something. I'm not a hundred percent sure, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. very common to have mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess it's about learning to deal with that stress in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and I guess when you're stressed also, you tend to change your eating habits where, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's been proven that when we're stressed, we tend to go for that junk food. We tend to go yep. for, you know, the, the, the food that's, you know, higher in saturated fats and so forth. So can this emotional eating also impact infertility? Like does diet have a huge role in that? Oh, yeah, I would say so. Um yeah, I mean, for sure, it's, we are what we eat. And it really, you know, it's, when you think about it, when you're pregnant and when you're trying to get pregnant, it's like what you're eating is, are the building blocks for that baby to be born and, and to develop. And, um, and so what you eat totally matters. Um, and I mean, it doesn't have to be like this crazy strict diet. I think that, mm. um, you know, just having a really wholesome diet, like with really new, the more nutrient rich, I think the better 
um, it's quite, for me, it's quality over quantity. Um, <laughs> but yeah, of course, emotional eating, um, where you're, you know, eating fast food or food that's really not so great for you. Um, you're, you have to also consider like the toxicity of the food. So maybe it's not necessarily, I don't know, whatever it is, like the ice cream itself, but it's, but the additives and it's the, the crap that they put into our food that makes so many people sick that that's what we have to really worry about. Yeah, yeah. it's so true. It's kind of like, you know, for example, let's say ice cream, let's take that in consideration. It's been, you know, classed as a bad food and I don't even like classifying these things, but let's right. consider it classified as a bad food. But it's kind of like there may be two ice creams and one may be like actually beneficial for you in some instance, uh-huh, depends uh-huh, what's in it uh-huh. compared to the other one that has all right. the additives in there. So it's, it's so interesting that you say the toxicity of the food and what's in it. Everything needs to be taken on a face value and looked at as a food individually, not um, just blanket and be like, no, this is bad. Shouldn't have this. And this is going to make you infertile because that in itself is going to stress out people that oh, in itself yeah. is going to. Right. That's not helpful. <laughs> and I'm not saying, you know, I mean, you know, once in a while, I love ice cream. Like, I'm not saying like that I'm perfect or that I expect mm. anyone else to be perfect. But right, I think it, my point is what you just said that it's really about like the quality of what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, uh, there's a lot of individuals who, let's say, being told that they're infertile, right? It's mm-hmm. self stress of, but and then they go on a holiday and they go, mm. let's just put this aside, let's put this infertile sure. thing aside, and they fall pregnant. Uh-huh. Um, of course, it, yep. And that, that just shows, doesn't it, that stress may have been a contributive factor to it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's stressed on a holiday? <laughs> and so I know. And it's almost like that surrender, right, to like, I'm going to just give this a break. I'm just going to surrender. And I think that that's just like a – and your body, like your cells are literally like, whew, okay, like more relaxed, right, taking you out of that fight-or-flight mode that we talked about earlier, like signaling to your brain, to your, all of your cells, like, okay, we're not in survival mode anymore. We're not running from that bear anymore. Like it, it's okay to get pregnant. Yeah. 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 And also for uh, the other half, the male part counterpart in the sense of, you know, um, if they are stressed out, they their sperm may not be the best quality. If they mm-hmm. are stressed out, they may not be able to perform. If they're stressed mm-hmm. out, they're mm-hmm. not gonna, you know, want to. It's kind of like, yeah. oh well, I'm ovulating. Right. Well, it's kind of like I don't want to, you know. It, it's it becomes like a chore instead of how it's meant to be. Yeah, sure. And I I know that that is a, that's a very common problem with couples who are going through this, unfortunately, where it becomes like this weekly daily chore yeah where the fun the, the passion's taken out of it yeah yeah the fun and we're gonna put more fun yeah. into and i know that is like isn't it <laughs> it's so true yes yeah and so that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to totally change the vibration the energy everything that is around everything that infertility is i'm trying my program like every like what i represent is like the opposite like i you know i want people to be excited and to be like have faith in their bodies again and to and trust themselves again and and have faith and confidence that they can get pregnant because I really believe that they can. Um, And, you know, it it totally like the last girl I worked with had been trying for three years and had two 
two or three, I think two failed IVFs, you know, had done all the medications, all of that before. And it was the mind body block that I had mentioned to you earlier. It's like this energetic block. We, you know, we had cleared it. And within the first month of, of working together, she got pregnant and now she's um, about six months pregnant with, you know, healthy pregnancy and everything. So it's, that's like my biggest message I want to get out there is like, it's, if you have infertility, especially unexplained, like it doesn't have to be that way. Like there are answers, there are solutions. Like you can feel, you can get pregnant again. Like you can be excited again. Like it, it can totally happen for you. Yeah. And how beautiful is that? And I think it's also key, like what you kind of said is being, being the feminine, being that feminine energy, because that's what's, that's mm-hmm. what the pregnancy is about and, mm-hmm. and, and, and surrendering to that feminine energy. Like that is, that in itself is, 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 is healing in itself, you know, and understanding that, you know, we can carry these babies and we're mm-hmm. meant to do this. There's nothing wrong with our body. Mm-hmm. We have right. that mindset of something's wrong with our body. Like, right. Our body is not going to want to listen to us being told every day, oh, how right. do not hold that baby? I can't believe you're, you're having a disconnect, right? right? Yes. Yes, it, totally. And that's so tr- That's such a good point that I firmly believe that too, that there, that there's nothing wrong with these women, you know, unless you're like not born with your organs or something, but, but, um, it's, I like to think of them as just being blocks. Like, like you are trying to go down the road and there's just, there's some boulders in the way, like, and you just have to kind of move them out of the way. And they could be the energetic blocks, like I was talking about, or it could be a nutrition block or it could be like a timing block, but, um, it's like, there's nothing wrong with the path. There's, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you have to move those things out of the way. That's all. How beautiful is that looking at it? Cause it's kind of like, oh, well, I guess I can move those little, you know, yeah. blocks out of the way. Like it can be done totally. because, cause I see the path. It's kind of like, I see it over there. Like I see <laughs> yeah. it, like, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think, I think that's, that's beautiful because that also puts a lot of pressure off us. That puts a yes. lot of light towards us a bit more, you know, fun, a bit more, ah, like just it's okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I guess you Absolutely. would see that with your, with the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it, that it, it's about like reestablishing that um, faith in what you want and, and in, in yourself again. Um, because I think that sometimes it's been stripped away by, by that diagnosis and by those, those experiences. I mean, there's so much heartache and especially if you've experienced miscarriages, it, there's a lot of pain and suffering in that journey. And so um, I'm trying to help these women not feel that way anymore and to turn, turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. So what, you know, what, what are some practical tips that the audience can incorporate to reduce their stress and improve their fertility? And I guess that's what your program does. So what are some of the things I guess that the audience can take away from this podcast and be like, okay, that's a practical tip. I can do that. What's something you'd like to share, Kate? Oh, good question. Um, Kind of like, well, I would say for figure out, you know, sit down and kind of maybe take out a journal and figure out what is the thing that is stressing you out the most and don't do it anymore, (laughs) you know, or (laughs) the end. (laughs) 
get a new job. You know, I mean, I think, you know, ask yourself, do you really have to be doing this anymore? Can this situation change in some way? Um, again, like I just, I feel that people get themselves trapped in this idea of like what they have to do and that they don't necessarily have to do that. But um, journaling for me has been really huge. I think that journaling takes you from like up here and in your brain where it's like stress and worry and what if this and fears and, and it, you know, in a constructive way when you're writing um, how you really want things to be and like how you're, you know, you could even take on like one side of a paper, write out your fears or your, you know, your stresses, your worries and ask yourself, like go through each one, one by one. Like, is this really true? Like this fear. And, and then you'll realize like, well, no, you don't, it's not necessarily really true. And then you can write out like what it is that you really want or desire instead. Um, And so I think there's, there's a lot of power in writing out what you desire and like, you know, how you want your life to be. Um, There's so much you can do with journaling. I, you know, go on and on, but yeah, I think that um, just writing things out on paper, there's something really therapeutic about it. Um, And I think that that's like an easy thing that people can do every day. Yeah. I mean, you started off by saying sit down, I guess that's probably the hardest part. Yeah. I guess for That's these true. for yeah. these individuals just to sit down and literally just sit like that in itself is 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 hard for some people is confronting is like I've got to be doing something you know and then uh, and then getting that pen out and then writing and confronting it that in itself is a huge healing process and I think it's an absolutely great practical tip is there is there anything else that you think would assist them with their fertility Oh, sure. Um, I would say making the changes now, like even if they're slowly over time, to how you would act or eat or be when you are pregnant. So like you were saying earlier, would you know, partying is probably not going to help, that sort of thing. Like you wouldn't be partying if you were pregnant. So like eating that a nutritious diet, you know, lots of movement, getting outside, the sunlight, the fresh air, um, working on your stress now, eliminating, you know, lowering the burden of stress now. Yeah, act, act like you're pregnant. And then if you act like you're pregnant, there's so many things that you'll say no to and so many other things you'll say yes to. That, that is brilliant. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You know, and then it's funny because most people when they're pregnant, they're like, oh, I can't eat that cheese or I can't eat salad because of, you know, all those the, right, the right, potential right. risks. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, but what about all the other things? What about all the other things that can potentially mm-hmm. do things? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we act like we're pregnant, you know, six months before we fall pregnant, mm-hmm. how great is that? And that in itself yeah. is going to clear the blockages too. Yes. Yeah. And it psychologically kind of starts to get you there ahead of time. So yeah yeah that's absolutely brilliant so yeah. are you able to give us a little bit more insight on the program that you do if, if the sure. audience is interested in it yeah 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 um absolutely so um it's called the fertility um reset program and um i'll be relaunching it in um a few weeks of mid-april actually but it's essentially it's a 12 week about a three months program um where we you know, 
remove any mind body blocks, those energy blocks out of the way. Um, and I show you how to align yourself like energetically, kind of like an, a soul spiritual way so that um, you restore your faith and your confidence in getting pregnant again. Um, you know, I show you what I feel like is the best fertility diet and, you know, there's recipes and meal plans, that sort of thing. Um, and then also we make sure that you get your timing right. So you know exactly when to get pregnant. Um, and it's, you know, there's going to be a community aspect of it too, because so often there's such a loneliness with infertility where even though so many women and couples are experiencing it, you you still could feel like you're just so alone and like no one understands, especially I'm sure within, you know, your network. Um, so yeah, and there's a, just a, lot, a ton of support. Um, and basically it's, uh, I've left no stone unturned. I feel like there it, it's everything that a woman with unexplained infertility needs to be able to get pregnant really. Yeah. 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 That's brilliant. And I think, yeah. and in addition to that, they get someone like yourself that believes in them and believes that they yes, can totally. talk pregnant. And I yes. think that is a bonus. And that is, that is like the thing that may change things and may turn things around because, you know, if you are experiencing fertility or someone's told you you're infertile, most people around you are like, oh, she's infertile. Oh, you know, they put mm. that on you. But then having mm. someone like you and yeah. the program and everyone being like, no, you are, it's kind of like, wow, that in itself yes. does a huge shift and a huge change. So I think it's brilliant that you're, you know, doing this program and allowing people to access that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm really welcome. excited. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Beautiful. Is there anything else that you want to mention to the audience before we, I guess we wrap things up in regards to infertility and stress or fertility in that sense that you kind of haven't touched upon or something that you want to sum up in regards? I think we hit it all, you know, really yeah. just that, just reemphasizing that I like just from personal experience, know that even if you've been diagnosed with this unexplained infertility or infertility in general, like it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. It really doesn't that it, it's pregnancy, especially even naturally, even easily. I know that sounds like so far-fetched for some of these women to hear, but like that, it, that is totally possible really. So yeah. um, don't give up hope. <laughs> I love that. That's absolutely beautiful. Well, to finish off, I ask all my guests as this is called the natural health podcast and we're all about natural thing and little natural health hacks and so forth. What is your little natural health hack that you may do every day or yes. every night or once in a while that actually keeps you on track and keeps your health on point? Cool. <laughs> um, well, I would have probably said the journaling, but I'll give you another one so that <laughs> really have an extra one. Um, you know what? I, to be quarantine has really taught me is the the value of getting outside and like and moving my body and just taking walks like every day. It, um, I really noticed such a difference in like my mood and my energy, um, everything really. It, it's it's such a great thing like if you're feeling stuck or groggy or you know just stressed and in your head or like you don't have a lot of energy just being able I mean even if you're in the office you know being able to just go outside 
hopefully you have somewhere where you could go and just be able to walk around. I, I feel like it's such a simple, again, such a simple, easy thing that is undervalued, um, but can yeah. really just make such a difference. It's so true. A hundred percent. So I guess what you could do is take your journal, go for a walk and then (laughs) sit at the park (laughs) and then journal and then go back. Um, Because sometimes if we're journaling at home, it's just kind of like, Oh, I just got other things to do. But if you're in about, so I get that's, that's a brilliant little hack right there. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So do I. Beautiful. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing all of this valuable information about fertility in itself and infertility and so forth and then touching base on stress. I mean, now the audience gets a bit of an understanding of, you know, that it's not actually their fault. They're these little blocks that they can remove and be able to work with someone like yourself and programs like that you host and so forth Mm -hmm. to get their fertility back on track because the track Mm -hmm. is right there. So I really, really appreciate you sharing all this information and if anyone wants to get in touch with you, I guess you have a website um, yeah. they'll put in the show notes. Is there anywhere else they can get in touch with you? That's the easiest way, drkate.com, D-R-C-A-I-T.com. That's the best way, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. And that's where they'll be able to access your course also. Is that right? Yes. There's more information there or there will be. Um, I'm kind of um, putting it all together right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just redoing it a bit right now. Um, but yeah, it'll all be there. I'll put all that in the show notes and then be able to get in contact with you if they're interested and so forth. But thank you so much, Kate, for being on the natural podcast. I really appreciate your time and your, and your absolutely amazing knowledge. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. Um, really my pleasure. You're most welcome. Thank you for joining us at the Natural Health Podcast. And remember, the missing link between failure and success is your health.